I'm also excited that we continue a mercy that Pastor Kurt started last week. And, and he introduced us to um, a scripture in the Bible, Deborah and Barak. Throughout the Judges at the time, the Israelites went into circular motion. They went from following God and trusting God completely to completely forgetting who their director and their guidance came from. And then having to repent and then actually being delivered by a rather unusual way through the hands of a woman. And, but through that act of obedience through Deborah and Barak, Barak, the Israelites were freed once again. And this morning, we're going to talk about another character in the Bible that you've probably heard about before. His name is Gideon. Gideon is known for a couple of things. But if I say the word Gideon, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Bible. Bible, okay. What else? Bibles. Yeah, you think of the Gideons carrying the Bibles all over the world. Many people, when they hear it, and Gideons go into places other people don't want to go. Right? They go in um, and share the good news. They point people to the cross through, through Bibles. If you walk into a, a hotel room, which some hotels still today, you can open up the drawer and you'll find a Gideon Bible. Uh, I know that my grandfather was a Gideon himself, and he went to several locations uh, spreading God's word through, through Bibles. But you think of those people as brave, do you not? Brave. Brave to even stand on a street corner in a regular town, ready to share God's word. Um, but, but I would argue that, that Gideon wasn't as brave as we think Gideon was. He wasn't brave all on his own, at least. Because Gideon questioned God. Gideon questioned God time and time and time again. I imagine Gideon is a lot like I am. <laughs> and a lot like each of you are as well. So before we get started, would you mind praying with me once again? Lord, you, you have shown us these characters in the Bible. That are not just characters, they are people just like us. People who, who have been here and had human emotions, who have dealt with things that, that might have been a long time ago, but, but are similar to things that we deal with today, Lord. We thank you for the examples that you provided through your word. Your word that was written long ago, but it, it is alive today. Father, I ask that this morning that your word is what is heard. The message that you have for us today, allow it to come through me and into the hearts of those that are here. All this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So Gideon, we, we know he is, we know he's brave. In the end, he's known as a brave person. But, but we know that from our scripture lesson today, it is the key verse for today. We're going to talk about the whole story of Gideon. But, but the first little chunk in Judges 7-2 talks about God telling Gideon, hey, you got too many people. You got too many people. The story of Gideon actually begins in his call story where God says, okay Gideon, I am going to use you to deliver up the Israelites. Gideon doesn't just say, okay God, I'll do that. 
Gideon says, well, you have to show me a sign first, because I think that's a little crazy, God. You have to show me that you're going to be with me. And I said, well, I am with you. I'm with you now, I'm telling you. That's still not good enough, Gideon. Gideon, again, well, God, you gotta, you got to show me. So Gideon starts to um, get his army together in chapter 6 and has this army together. And then the army sees the sign that God sends Gideon. Gideon says, I need you to make this fleece not be wet. So he puts the fleece out and the rain is in. He wakes up the next morning and the ground and everything is what? But the fleece is not. Gideon still isn't ready to go. He's still questioning God. And, and, and the next day, he's like, okay, so now, make the fleece wet nothing else. God, if you do that, I'll leave.
they wouldn't see their need for God. God knew that if they would go in and fight this battle, Gideon would go fight this battle, and just Gideon himself and all of his troops, they would forget why they were fighting it to begin with. They were fighting the battle because they had forgotten that God was the one true God. They had forgotten that they needed to follow God, that they needed to rely upon Him. And they started to rely upon worldly things. So, God's mouth was going to look different. The battle was going to look more like this. It was going to look different. God knew that without them depending on God, they'd be right back in the same boat as to where they started. So, God didn't just say, okay, you have too many people, you figure it out on your own. God gave Gideon exactly what he needed to do. God refined the Israelite army through a series of different tests. A series of different tests that drastically reduced the number of the Israelites' army and prepared them for the victory that only could be possible with God. So he didn't, he, these tests he went through weren't little tests. They were big tests. The first one was, okay, Gideon, I want you to look at your army, make a public announcement. Anyone afraid, and anyone who has qualms at all, anybody who might question at all about this battle that's going to come up, you can go home. So, he made the announcement. You can go home if you're afraid. And 22 companies headed for home. 10 companies were left. So they went from 32,000, take away 22,000, and you have 10,000 people. It, it reminds me of what I might feel if I was Gideon, or even if I'm trying to decide. Anybody else, if you're not like to make big decisions? <laughs> it make you a little nervous. What am I going to do? Oh no. You know, I want to be with the winning team. I want to be with the army that's going to defeat the Midianites. But at the same time, God's saying I can go home if I'm afraid. And I'm terrified. I might just go along with this team. It reminds me of uh, a game show. Uh, we'll see if, if you can uh, relate. Lucy West Leonard, our now West, the deal I have for you is um, not a large box, but I do believe Jay's coming down the aisle right now. Oh, how clever of me. And he's come down with another box of straight, not as large as the previous one, which could be a bargain. You never know what might be underneath there, but it cost you $500. Oh, for God.
world are you going to win this battle? How do I know that you are with me? I'll do this, but how do I know? Give me another sign. I need a billboard because I don't understand yet. So, God did just that. He said, with these 300 men, you will be able to go down and you will be able to defeat this enemy army. But, if you still wonder and you're still afraid, take one person with you. Go down into the valley tonight and I'll show you. So, although it might not make a lot of sense, Gideon went into enemy territory. He and his arm bearer, the person who carried his armor, went down into the camp. I'm guessing they had to be really quiet. I'm thinking about the, what the valley would have been like. Have any of you heard of camels down before? Camels kind of sound like cows, really angry cows. Um, and I think that'd be terrifying. <laughs> But he went down. And while he was down in the valley, he overheard a conversation. This conversation was between two enemy soldiers, and one of them was explaining a dream they had. It was a dream that a big loaf of bread came down and toppled the tent. And when the dream was interpreted, it was said that it meant that Gideon would be defeating the army. I didn't know Gideon's past and name came from a farming family. That's where the bread comes into play. But that's what it was interpreted as. And as soon as Gideon heard that, he's in an enemy territory. As soon as Gideon heard that, he went to his knees before God in prayer. So Gideon, who had been, you know, questioning God all along, now in enemy territory, stops and prays. Because he heard. He heard it. He saw it. He had the sign that he asked God for. God, he had asked God for a sign to say, okay, you said it's ready, but I still don't know where you sure. He got the sign and he prayed. He worshiped God. He gave God the glory for what he had seen. You know, we, we believe that every great movement begins in prayer, and the movement of defeating that army starts right here in enemy, enemy territory in prayer. So Gideon gets up, he goes back up to the top of the mountain, and says, okay guys, there are only 300 of us, but I know now God is with us. God will help us defeat this army. So I'm going to divide you into three companies. There'll be a hundred of us in each company and we're going to circle around the camp. And you just do what I do. Now, this is the same army, the same 300 people who, who saw way back when the signs that God had given Gideon. They had seen the people leave. If I'm 300 left, I might say, okay, God, can you shrink us a little bit more? Because I think I'd like to go home. All they took with them was a torch and a horn. Torch and a horn. What can you fight with a torch and a horn? There are thousands of people in this enemy camp. 
Now I get a torch and a cord? And I'm not supposed to do anything until Gideon tells us to do something? Okay, God, are you sure about this? Torch and a cord. Okay, let's go. And they circled around the camp. But because Gideon had stopped, the victory was theirs. They walked into the camp with their, or circled the camp, and there was a torch and a horn. Gideon blew the horn. We heard some horns earlier. And the torches, they said, there is one for God's glory and one for Gideon. The Midianite army basically freaked out. Because they had heard about the dream. They knew Gideon was coming. And they started running. So Gideon and his 300 men won. But Gideon didn't say it was Gideon who won. Gideon didn't say we did this on our own. Gideon gave God the glory. The victory of Gideon allowed God's glory to be powerful. Last time I checked, a horn doesn't beat a sword. Like we're doing a paper, rock, scissor. Horn doesn't beat sword. But God can make a horn be a sword. It is God's power and God's glory that was shown in that victory. When we struggle with things in life, when we are up against a battle, it's hard to question, not question God, is it not? How many of you have been up against something that maybe you thought was unfair? It might be with another person. It, it might even be you're, you're witnessing someone go through a health issue that seems unfair. God, they're the, we're the good guys. Why? Why are we facing this battle? Are you sure you're still with me, God, through this battle? Gideon was brave, but Gideon didn't question, not question, Gideon did question. Gideon is just like each one of us when we, when we step up to a battle, whether it be health or finances or a situation in life. It's okay to question. It's okay to wonder. It's okay to ask God, hey, where are you? I need a sign. When you're coming up to a decision about what to do and, and how to move forward, it's okay to ask for help and knowing what that means to be. We're not supposed to have all the answers. Amen? Thankfully, we don't. Thankfully, we don't have to have those answers. But there's a difference between asking God for an answer and seeing it, and asking God for an answer, seeing it, and acting upon it. Gideon could have easily had all these signs, got down to 300 men, and then, like I might have been, um, I still think this is a little crazy, Dad. So I think we're just going to go home. The odds were stacked against Gideon. And because he heard the sign, he put into motion what he heard from God. He saw it. He asked for reassurance. And after getting it, he put it into motion. And he, with God's help, defeated the army. God was the one that Gideon was making sure got the credit for this victory. Now as a church, 
we have a way to uh, glorify God coming up in the next couple of weeks. And in the next couple of weeks, we kind of have a battle. It's not a battle like defeating the enemies or anything like that, but it's a battle of, of doing something different. And on your Connect card this morning, there's actually two tear-off sheets because there's two inserts. One of them is our normal tear-off sheet. And I'm going to talk to you about the ways that you can respond and help give God glory this week. And the other is, is talking about each one of those options a little bit more. And in July, the week of the 4th of July, we have an opportunity as a church. An opportunity to, to do something different and reach out into our community in a new way. Which anytime you do something different, it can be, feel like a little bit of a battle. A little bit of a struggle. A little bit of a, a unsure of exactly how things are going to go. It's not a battle between an enemy, but it is a battle to look at things differently. And there are a lot of different ways that each one of us would get involved. The first way is through prayer. Through prayer. Our BGS this year is going to be outside of the walls of this church. It is going to be at Tiffin Elementary School because we have a partnership with Tiffin that we want to strengthen. This is a community BGS for anybody within the community. It's just simply not held here. The church is not a building, amen? We need to be the church each and every single day. And we have the opportunity to be the church in a new way. We're going to partner with Tiffin, and we're also going to be partnering with the admission group through Jackson Area Ministries, who will be staying here at Trinity that week. Our Trinity kids and our Trinity teens and young adults are going to be leading parts of this BBS. So their strength, their faith is going to be strengthened by that. And with God's grace, we will also be able to introduce Jesus to some new folks. Our mission is to reach and make new disciples. And hopefully through this outreach opportunity, we'll be able to do just that and bring Him the glory for that. But, but we know that every great movement begins with prayer. So one way that you can join in this battle is to join in prayer. That is the first way. And if you notice in the second insert, there is a prayer calendar that goes from today through a week after Camp Love. A week after. A lot of times when we make kingdom steps, we might not feel the enemy pushback until after it's over. So continuing to pray from the beginning through the end and after is important. So I would invite you to join us in prayer over the next month for Camp Love. Another way would be to show God glory through your resources. You'll see on the end of there, there's a lot of different needs. A lot of different resources that will be needed financially and some items that will be donated. If you are willing to give God glory through your resources, you can mark that box. Someone will be in contact with you in the next week. And then finally, with, with lots of people and opportunities to, to see new faces, we'll need some faces ready to smile and greet folks as well. Both at Tiffin on the days that we are here, and then on our final wrap-up day, we'll be here at Trinity. So it is a three-day BBS, two days off-site, one day on. 
we'll need hands for each and every piece of that. So if you are willing to take part and show God's glory through serving, you can mark that box. But why is it important that, that you let us know what you'd like to do or how you'd like to be a part of this? Well, if you don't tell us, we can't know, number one. We can't know what God is fulfilling and covering without knowing what's in your mind and what God has laid on your heart. If you need some time to think about it and to process through it, take that second insert with you this week, pray over it, and ask God. Okay, God, this seems awful scary because this is something different, this is something new, and I don't know what this looks like. So I'm going to spend some time with it and ask you what I need to do. That's okay, too. If you have questions, you can call in the church office or email me, and I'm happy to answer those questions. But how is it? that God is asking you to show His glory through this opportunity that we have as a church. Would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you this morning for loving us even when we question. We thank you for, for showing us signs and, and putting things in our lives that help us see exactly what steps we need to take. Father, as we continue throughout this week, I ask that, that you, you do guide those steps. You bring signs that need to be seen, and you allow your presence to follow us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please, I pray for you.